0: Good morning, Wisconsin. It's WTMJ now. News, opinions, Wisconsin. Everything you need to know in the Badger State and beyond. Come give us your thoughts on the Old National Bank talk and text line at 855-616-1620. Old National Bank. Get old. Here's your host, Brian Noonan. Here's your hosts,
1: Sandy Max and Bob Brainerd. Hey! Good morning! <laughs> Wednesday, December 27th, I am Sandy Max. He is Bob Brainerd. Not
2: Brian Noonan. Nope. I, I'm Bob Brainerd.
1: And it is Wednesday, so it is the public safety hour. We welcome back to the WTMJ studio. Annie Schwartz. Good morning, Annie. Good morning, Sandy. Bob, it's old home week. It here is old for home us. week. How far back did the two of you go together Thousands in your career?
2: Thousands, Yeah, at least. Uh, the nineties, to be honest. The nineties yeah. at, at WISN, Channel Twelve That's right. Television Station. We worked together. I was in sports. Annie was in the news department covering all the, the stuff. Yeah. You were doing Dahmer. Yeah. And, and I, I remember this because whatever they shot with Jeffrey Dahmer, any videotape was saved. Remember that, Annie? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it was like, this is too big to just archive little bits and pieces, every stitch of And they still have the tape. At Channel 12 to this day,
3: absolutely, and I, you know, I made off with a few of, of those, and um, I can't find anybody who can make copies for me because it's like on three quarter tape, or it's on beta, or the it's technology on, has
1: moved forward oh, a, a tad. Apparently,
3: I have not, <laughs> but yes, no, those were, you know, and and, and Bob and I also used to have um, a lot of fun because I would uh, I would come up with uh, the sports crimes. I would I would come right. up whenever there was a a crime that involved sports. Like when it was Super Bowl was coming, I'd be like Bob, remember you can't can't bet on the game in a public bar. I mean, you know, and everybody laughed until you know they stormed into Pandals. Remember that the Pandals had yes. the big pool, yeah, like, wow. The Super Bowl pool. It's
2: like a big raid. Oh yeah, like old school raid. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: How dare you? How dare you buy a box? <laughs> and now
1: we're cracking down on gambling. And now it is one of the biggest aspects of the sports industry. Yeah, you can do it on your phone. Not you have, in a, you have States, an app but but on yeah. your phone. Yeah. yeah. And you
3: can do it smokeless at Pato. so
1: oh, it's there's, just that. So there's why, that why we just yeah. did it. Wow. The times they have evolved, so I'm glad. It's a it's a fun-friendly vibe and this is kind of that holiday week vibe where you get to reconnect with people that you haven't seen or chatted with in a while. So, I'm glad that we are connecting and reconnecting here and thank you for listening. And Annie, you're going to bring us a special guest in about 15 minutes that I know it might sound a little odd, but I am very excited to learn how I can protect myself from scams, but also just how they're evolving. And his name is Eric Drager, cybersecurity expert, who you've had on before on WTMJ Now.
3: You know, he's he's a good friend of the Public Safety Hour. He's come on before. And he really, I mean, the fact that, that Bob and I, you know, and and then when you came by this morning, we're all talking about this subject because we all Want to be up to date? We all want to know how do we not become victims of some of these of these cyber crimes. And and you know it's more than just hey change your password, kid. Uh, but it's 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 multi factor identi- uh, um, authentication and beyond. So I worked with Eric when he was with the Milwaukee Police Department. He worked in the Fusion Center. Which is kind of the, which was the really the the brains of the um, of the of law enforcement in southeastern Wisconsin. What does the fusion center the mean? Fusion center. They were created after nine eleven. There there were I think like seventy two of them around the country. Um, oh, excuse me. The, yeah, and uh, and so what ends up happening is that we shared information because one of the one of the the lessons learned from nine eleven was. We don't talk to each other very well, and when I say we don't talk to each other, it's not even police talking to fire; it's police in this town not talking to the police in the other town, or the feds not sharing information with the locals. So that was one of the the issues in nine eleven, and so that fusion centers were created for that, remedying so, that
1: silo effect.
3: Right, and it was the best and brightest in technology. Uh, it still exists today; it's still there. And these are these are the cops that you don't ever want to have your phone (laughs) because when there's a crime these are the guys that grab your phone and and go up on the phone and see who's been naughty and who's been nice and you know just remember delete never really deletes anything
2: and would you say annie that uh when you say cops but but you know the 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 fusion uh however you want to label it are, are they able to stay ahead of the game for, for the most part, or is, is it just constant hamster on the wheel?
3: Oh, no, they're, that's the whole purpose of the fusion centers is to know what's coming. And so they are very good at monitoring uh, the dark web, monitoring, monitoring conversations that may end up in child pornography arrests uh, when it comes to when we know that there's going to be a um, perhaps a civil disturbance or an uncivil disturbance. They are able to get up on uh, on some of these uh, on some of these websites, even when they don't have the password to your Facebook account. They're able to to get in there and figure it out, and they're able to stop a lot of crimes. Those are the stories you don't hear. Are what kind of plots were thwarted? You'll hear about bomb threats. You'll hear about you know arresting people in some plot, but a lot of times you don't hear about it at all, and there's a reason for that, just because we don't necessarily like to remind the bad guys that we have the sophisticated capabilities that we do in law enforcement. The
1: Public Safety Hour, where you can learn how to protect yourself, protect your business uh, beyond just having your Instagram hacked like I did this past summer twice. Uh, Those are the inconveniences, how to really truly protect your information now that we're all doing banking online and those sorts of things.
3: Everything online. We're doing everything online.
1: Deliveries, everything. So uh, more information to keep you safe. The Public Safety Hour continues on WTMJ. Stay with us. I'm Sandy Max, Bob Brainerd co-hosting on WTMJ Now today on Wednesday, December 27th. And this girl is on fire. It's a
3: Wednesday public safety hour with Annie Schwartz. How are you? morning, Sandy and Bob. We're here to keep people safe, tell some stories. wanted to keep it a little on the, you know, we didn't really necessarily want to do an hour of, you know, death and murder. Um, you. Know, <laughs> know, you. Happy holidays
1: yeah. to both yeah. of you. No, yeah. but this is going to be really informational. Excited that Eric Drager, cybersecurity expert, will be on in about 10 minutes with us, giving you very useful information to keep yourself and your family safe now that we just do so much online. But there's some just... Common sense is sometimes an overused, overused phrase, but Annie, you have one particular common sense tip now that we're past the holidays and the gift giving and the exciting unwrapping and box openings, but things that you shouldn't see spilling out of your garbage can in the front or the back of the house. Right.
3: Don't let the bad guys shop your garbage. Um, that, that means
1: is- don't have that residue of the nine hundred inch TV, Bob. That's Are you gonna Bob watch the gets... Super Bowl on your uh, brand it's, new. <laughs> it's eight
2: eighty, not nine hundred. Okay, but,
3: like, and might as well be. Sure. I mean, I you know we go big or go home. We have one of those in a, in a room where it is the wall, and oh. I I said to, I always say to Mark, I say you know, maybe smaller, farther away. No, it's got to be that like you were there. It's got to be like you know. Someone is falling on you when you watch the football game. I'm not hating uh, you, Mark. But those, I know. I know. I. I.
1: He loves it. Those so. big techni- technology gifts that you may have mm-hmm. gotten, uh, you're just advertising to people. Yeah. Hey, why don't you come break into my house and steal some of these good things? If you've got those boxes overflowing, mm-hmm.
3: this is one of those things that that I, we used to do a lot at the at the police department when I was the spokesperson there. Is we, we used to get out and we would uh, tell people, here are the different. Uh, you know, here are some tips. We'd get officers out there you know, because we we can't always be doing help us solve this crime. You have to show people that there's a relationship between public safety and, you know, and, and caring about people's safety beyond the, you know, the don't walk in this neighborhood or don't do this. So but that's uh, simple prevention of not advertising. Yeah. But the advertising goes as far as, you know, having that, that Vitamix box out by the, um although, Bob, if you got, you know, if you got the lady in your life of, Vitamix a Xbox. I don't know what to say about that, yeah. but um because you know, it's like when my father got my mother the lawnmower, and she was just yeah. really beyond. My dad I'm fat? got fat. Is, yeah, is that is why, why I have this?
2: <laughs> Am I fat? No.
1: Well,
3: my dad and got my mom a no
1: microwave back in the day, and oh, that was that was, a, that was a pretty yeah. big statement. It was delightful, but oh. it was more a statement.
3: Yeah, <laughs> the microwave, as they said in American Hustle. <laughs> so,
2: instead, so so instead of throwing the box out, right. break it down right
3: break down the box that's the that's the big deal you know anything you're putting out in the trash is is a signal to anyone who has ill intentions and you know it Home Alone's just not just a movie, all right? There are people that are driving around that are looking for those opportunities, and you are creating a crime of opportunity if you leave some of that stuff out. And that's, so,
1: that's what you've already received and opened as a gift. Mm-hmm.
3: But you're also telling people that that's what's in the house, so in case you're shopping for your loved one and you have ill intentions, come back later and steal our stuff. So we just want people to protect themselves, This is a great way to do that. You break down those boxes. You maybe get a giant garbage bag where you can, you know, put those inside so people can't readily see them. People know that, 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 you know, uh, folks get gifts at Christmas time and it's the time when you buy the thing on sale. Don't let somebody get a really good deal on your Christmas item. So
1: that's what you've already received and have opened and are now enjoying in your home. But there's
3: another aspect to this of, Boxes that aren't even opened in your home yet, right? So you see a lot on the on, te- on the news about porch pirates. We've talked about them. We love watching those ring videos. Sure. I like watching the ring videos when people get caught because I'm that kind of person. Uh, <laughs> justice being served. Justice is served. I like when somebody has a dog, but we'll move on from that. <laughs> um, but it's not just a pre-Christmas thing. So think about that. How many people are ordering from mail order services? We we always think of Amazon. Uh, and then they, they didn't get the thing they wanted or they got the wrong thing or the wrong size or whatever it might be. The bad guys know I, we're not giving bad guys information that they don't already have, right? So when people send that back to exchange it for the bigger, better, cooler, faster thing, it's coming now in, in these days. It's coming this week or it's coming next week. And so porch pirates aren't just at work stealing the packages right off your porch before christmas or at christmas it's in that those post those days post christmas when they know that people are sending back items and exchanging them for something else that's another opportunity for them i hate that we have to be so suspicious i do i hate that That we have to, you know, Amazon and and those kind of delivery services are so convenient. And I think we get maybe we get a little inured to, you know, thinking about uh, crime involving things that people just leave on our doorsteps. But we can't got to be vigilant.
1: Ring doorbells seem to be preventive and helpful. Are there other tips to help prevent that stealing blatantly right from your porch?
3: Some people have lock boxes on their porch. Mm-hmm. I've, I've, I've seen that. And you know, that is uh, uh that's one thing that you can do knowing when your packages are, are arriving uh, so that you can, you know, that you can be aware. Uh, you know, I, uh, I live in a, in a condo building. So sometimes if they deliver like on a Sunday, they'll just leave them in the lobby, which is accessible or the, the entryway, which is accessible to people, but I know it's coming. So I'm kind of watching out for that. But uh, I try not to get deliveries on days when I know that they can't access the the building so or when I'm not going to be home.
2: You know, Annie and I were talking, and I was mentioning that I have neighbors who there's trucks are there on a regular basis, not just Christmas time. It's like constantly they're having deliveries. And I said that to me would be like a signal to a porch pirate to say, hey, they're always getting something. I'm going to target that house. But Annie, you brought up a good point not just my neighbor most of us now are on a regular basis we're getting so many deliveries that it's really anybody and everybody that can be a victim of a porch pirate
3: absolutely i you know i needed so the other day i needed kosher salt to make something a specific kosher salt that i didn't know if i was going to find in the grocery store in the old days what you know what do i do i i you know i i run to three stores But now I don't. Now I can go on Amazon. I search, you know, um, diamond kosher, diamond crystal salt and I get my kosher salt tomorrow or even today if I, if I, Mm -hmm. you know, if it's, if it's possible. So we've that's how we, how we do business now. And that's a lot of what Eric's going to talk about when, when we talk to him shortly is we, we also have to adjust our behavior to go with the fact that getting items of convenience delivered is is happening as well, so we have to adjust our behavior for that.
1: Those are all good tips, and we are going to connect with your friend Eric Drager, cybersecurity expert. Our Fancy. friend, yeah, he's ours. He's going to make our us, time. yeah, yeah. He's going to help us all out. Um, again, cybersecurity might sound very intense, and we do the phishing uh, training here at Good Karma Brands, but very useful tips to help keep you and your technology as protected as possible, and keep your family safe from theft. Mm-hmm. That and is. What
3: about The vishing. Not vishing. V-I-S-H-I-N-G. That's something we used to call a tease in the news business, Bob.
2: (laughs) Still
1: is. You'll find out. We will inform you next on WTMJ with Eric Drager, cybersecurity expert on the Public Safety Hour. Good morning. You are listening to WTMJ Now. I'm Sandy Max and Bob Brainerd in together co-hosting on this Wednesday, December 27th as 2023 winds down. We're going to help you make a better 2024 by protecting yourself. It is the Public Safety Hour with Annie Schwartz.
3: And Annie, you have brought us one of your favorite guests. Oh, I did. Eric is absolutely one of my favorites. Eric Drager. Uh, we worked together when he was at the Milwaukee Police Department, working in the Fusion Center. Cybercrime is his area of expertise. Uh, he now is a, a cybersecurity consultant. So he, Eric is the one, by the way, that calls me when he's um, at these different conferences, these cyber conferences, and says, hey, how's that? And then he'll say my password <gasps> to some account. And he thinks he's funny, wow. right, Eric? Eric walking the walk and hacking.
1: Eric Drager, cybersecurity expert. Good morning. How How are you today? Good morning. Hey, I appreciate you guys taking the time to uh, talk with me this
0: morning.
3: You know, I love telling that story about how you like to call me and tell me my password.
0: Oh, yeah, totally. And actually, uh, just before I got on, I looked up uh, Sandy and Bob's as well. Do you want me to read
1: those on the
2: (laughs) table? Thanks for joining us, (laughs) 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 Eric. I was saying I'm
1: kidding, not to I'm my, my facebook because i truly i i just changed it yesterday to my facebook account because i th- thought that would be a good thing to do for 2024 and then i had to laugh when i saw some of the topics uh, that we could talk about with you that you think for new years it is a good idea to change your passwords and and, and you've got a great suggestion on how to keep track of them
0: Oh, absolutely. And I'm, I'm really actually happy to hear that 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 was at one of the things that you consider doing as part of your 2024 resolutions is adding that digital security into uh, kind of that personal security plan, if you will. Um, I think it's an area that doesn't get enough focus from people and is usually the result or, or usually results in these uh, identity theft type attacks. Um by by having these passwords that are out there and available to people. Unfortunately, they're all over the Internet and uh, available to anyone who looks hard enough. So uh, we have some ways to, uh, to help secure you up.
1: Well, Eric, I was just going to say, I think I might have earned a tiny bit of respect for you, but then here's where I'm pretty sure I'm going to lose it. I usually change to one basic type of password and then change like one character because it's so challenging to keep track of umpteen different passwords for umpteen different sites it makes me gripey so i will tell you it's just, it's one word with you know some numbers around it eric probably so i that can going change it Sandy. yeah know, you may already know this
0: <laughs> and if i'm hearing you correctly you're hearing it as you're saying it going is this really all that great of a strategy <laughs> I
1: mean, yeah yeah and it I, is
0: different but I'm going to tell you, the hackers have actually figured this one out. Um, I also did the same thing for a long time, Sandy, so, you know, don't feel like, uh, uh, you know, you're alone in this. Thank um, you. But the, the, uh, the hackers had actually figured out my strategy of uh, <clears throat> adding a one and an exclamation point to the end of my uh, passwords. Turns out that's not actually all that secure. You'll they take- figured that one out.
1: But you have a better suggestion for actually walking the walk of keeping a different password for all these different websites.
0: There's an app for that. Absolutely. absolutely. There's a a tool out there called a password manager. Basically, the idea is it's a really, really secure, locked file cabinet for your passwords. Um, Now, in order to get into this, of course, you're going to need a password password. and so what you need to do is make that one password something that you have never used before, not even like a part of it in a different password, not even like that base root word like we're talking about uh, having used. What I really suggest to people for that one password that's going to lock away all the other passwords, the, the one password to rule them all, if you will, um, use four simple words. Just pick four random words, tree, grass, roof, door right? And separate them with some sort of uh, uh, special character. But now you're really only remembering four things. Um, Those four things could be letters, but then you'd only have a four-character password, right? But now if you've got four random words, you've got a password that's probably 20 characters long and uncrackable, uh, even by today's computer standards. Even supercomputers can't crack anything over, you know, 14, 15 characters, something like that. Um, So that's, believe it or not, it's a simple way to remember your password for this password manager and also a very secure password. But what these password managers do is they record all your other passwords and they assign each of your accounts its own unique password. You know, that can be 12 characters, random characters. But mm-hmm. The thing is, you don't have to put it in every time. The system automatically remembers, and better yet, it automatically fills it in for you.
1: But that just sounds... That sounds very... That's almost too good to be true. Game changer, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Right. But now, uh, Eric, I, you've even kicked it up a notch. You've got a free, reliable, secure password manager that you suggested, Bitwarden?
0: Oh, yeah. Um, so... I, I it's the one I use. Uh, uh, Bitwarden is a it's a free tool that's out there. You can put it on both your browser and on your phone. And now, when your passwords, you know, when a, an app comes up to ask you for your password, um, you just set your phone to go into your Bitwarden app, and it will pull that password out for you. Um, it also secures that up with both obviously this. Um, super secure password that you're going to make. And also, if you're using your phone, you can do the whole facial recognition or or fingerprint recognition. So, you know, add some biometric security into there as well. Um, The beautiful part is I tell people, you know, you can come for the security, but you'll stay for the convenience. The fact that it fills in the passwords and I don't have to remember anything anymore is the thing that sold it for me, like, both on my phone and on my web browser, I no longer have to enter any passwords anytime I go to a website and this holds each one of them securely. That's that sells it for me right there.
1: Well, and I've heard friends talk about this, but I'm always so leery. Like I don't, Oh, I'm going to be the one who gets hacked. So to hear somebody like you, who is a cybersecurity expert, Eric saying, I use this and on top of it, it's free. It's free. And that the free level keeps you protected because you know how it is like, oh, well, the free level is only going to give you a certain level. Now you got to pay $9.99 a month or whatever. So and I looked into PC Magazine, gave it a a great review as well. So that convenience, because I'm going to call out my boyfriend, he will gripe every time there's another factor authentication. (laughs) And that's like he just wants like one password and roll with it. I'm like, that's not smart. We're smarter than this. So. Eric, thank you for the idea of Bitwarden, and I think that is something I'm going to try in 2024.
3: The other thing, Eric, that you have always talked to me about, and I learned it at the police department, but I think it still holds true, you always say, Annie, don't overshare. What does that mean?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Not you.
0: Another good uh, one for uh, uh, 2024, oversharing people. I, I mean, on social media, we tend to share our entire lives, our vacation pictures, our you know, uh, what we're doing at that moment in time. Our food that's in front of us three times a day at times, um, frankly, if you're still doing that, it's 2023. We don't need any more food pictures on the Internet. I mean, <laughs> I already <laughs> eat enough, Speak right? Think for
3: yourself, I Aaron. Mean...
0: <laughs> no, um, uh, but we, we tend to share everything, but that makes it a one-stop shopping place for anybody who wants to uh, get more information about you. Um, and that can be people, you know, looking for you for good reasons or for less good reasons. And so, oversharing, I think, is one of those things we can commit to. You know, maybe doing a little less of on social media.
2: So, when, so, so Eric, when you when you say over, now maybe you're kidding about the food, but but what are yeah. some of the what are some of the things that we should shouldn't overshare on social media that might be clues to tip off people?
0: Oh, one thing that's probably a little less uh, talked about. We all love uh, putting our birthday on Facebook, right? And it's available to, you know, more or less everybody, all of our friends, sometimes friends of friends, sometimes to the general public. But just having that birth date makes you much easier to dig up information about, because there might be, you know, a hundred Bob Brainerds in the world, but there's probably only one with your birth date. Um, And so just having that, we all love to get those happy birthdays on Facebook when uh, when it is our birthday and we know that if we put our password in it pops up in everybody else's news feed so they remember it but that's one thing that yeah it 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 can be problematic um, you know it was great for me in the police department as a detective if I had to find somebody and they had a really common name just give me a birthday and I can probably do that so uh, I, I would say, you know, some of those types of things, specific facts about you. Obviously, nobody shares their um, uh, social security number, right? But birth dates, I, I think people view as, as a little bit more um, uh, freely shared. And it's actually one of those things that's really easy to use to gain more
1: information. And Eric, I feel like vacations is another one. Just wait until you come back from vacation to post. Boy, we had such a great time. Out of the country yes. for the past week.
0: <laughs> you know, it's like, well, oh. or you can give the burglars the uh, the heads up that you're going too. I'm so excited about this vacation oh. coming up. Yeah, uh, they'll
1: just, you know. Which is just so innocent because, you know, you, because you're thinking of your audience as just your friends and your family and not realizing that other people are seeing that. So great tips. Eric, I have two questions from the old National Bank talk and text line, 855-616-1620. One about public Wi-Fi and another one about, um, how to protect passwords. So we'll get to those. Uh, stay with us with the public safety hour with Annie Schwartz and Eric Drager next on WTMJ. Good morning, I'm Sandy Max, co-hosting today, Bob Brainerd, and it is the Public Safety Hour. So in the WTMJ studio, we welcome Annie Schwartz, public safety expert. Expert. Yay! Anyone more
3: than 100 miles from home with a briefcase, that's an expert. <laughs> and also uh,
1: joining us on the phone, who's been very enlightening, is Eric Drager, a cybersecurity expert. And Eric, we were talking about... Passwords, I have one password question for you, and then Bob has a public Wi-Fi question for you. Uh, On the Old National Bank talking text line, 855-616-1620, Old National Bank, get old. Eric, we had a question from 414 saying, what do you think about using notes on iPhone and then locking the note to keep your password safe?
0: Interesting. Um, It can be okay to, first of all, better than nothing definitely okay um however uh with uh iphones if you have another device that's attached to it um all those notes get replicated on the other device if that device is also similarly unlocked or has the ability to be unlocked those notes would be available to anybody else who's looking at that screen so if you have your phone connected to a macbook or another iphone or an ipad or something like that it's one of those security things to to consider um this is also why i would just go with an app that requires you either to you know use a password biometrics to get into it you know like facial recognition or the the fingerprint thing
1: and what is that app that you recommend to manage Um, passwords
0: uh so Bitwarden is uh one of the free ones there's a few good free ones that are out there or at least have, have a a free plan anyways um uh, LastPass has gotten some, um, uh, press last year. They, they actually got hacked. Um, now nobody got passwords, uh, you know, unencrypted passwords or anything in that hack, but obviously that was kind of a black eye for them. Their security is actually still pretty good. I just like Bitwarden a little bit better. Um, I, I find it has a few more features that I like. Um, but yeah, there's a few free ones out there. I would stick with fairly good, well-known ones. Um, I don't know if I would trust every app developer out there making a password app. Because <laughs> um, you're right, that would be a very good place to uh, to go to try to steal some. However, you know these two, at least those two are pretty rep- reputable.
2: So, Eric, not too long ago, it was so difficult if you were in public places to, to get onto a Wi-Fi network, to find a good hotspot. Now, you can go into a restaurant, airports, hotels, boom, I'm in the room, there's the guest Wi-Fi, I'm in, I can get my business done. It, it, yeah. is, is that just opening me up because it is too convenient to just sign on to Wi-Fi anywhere we go now? It,
0: it can be. Um, if you're on the road, there is a, a tool you can use called a virtual private network or a VPN, also another app. You know, even uh, uh, security, there's an app for that too, right? Um, but basically what that does is prevents anybody else from snooping on your connection. So it encrypts everything that's going out from your device and sends it to their own server at this virtual private network company. So nobody either at the Internet service provider, uh, in the hotel, in the room next door, can look at anything that you're – any communication that your device is sending over the network. Without something like a VPN, people can see certain things about your – what you're doing online. Not specifically the words and, and things that you're typing, but things like what websites you're going to. Um, they can read that just off the wire if they're connected with the right software. And that's why um, on those public Wi-Fis, you know, downloading one of those VPNs is probably a, a good safety step there. There's, uh, and once again, stick with good, fairly well-known uh, brands that are out there. Proton, VPN is the one I use, um, but there's a number of good ones that are out there. Um, and once again, anything is better than nothing.
1: Gosh, you talk about convenience being king, though. Who doesn't get on public Wi-Fi just oh, to check yeah. email and while you're running around? So thank you for those those good, helpful hints to keep us safe. More with Eric Drager, our cybersecurity expert during the public safety hour. And we're all going to learn about vishing, vishing with a V and Say what? how it can mm-hmm. happen to you and why you don't want it to happen to you. More with Eric Drager next on WTMJ.
2: Now is now. Bob Raynard, Sandy Max, fill in the now chairs along with safety expert Annie Schwartz. Oh,
3: safety expert.
2: Safety experts.
3: I don't
1: know.
2: You're a safety expert. You want things to be safe. You want the world to be safe, right?
1: It's oh, the world. public safety hour. Public
2: safety hour. So you're the go. safety expert. And we also have Eric Drager, cybersecurity expert, on with us. Now, before the break, you mentioned vishing. So now now we're... With a V. Yeah. No, we, we have P, the PH version. We have the F version. Now we have this version, Annie. What what what's going on,
3: Eric? You told me that you were at a at a at a hackers convention. First of all, I, I I want a picture in my mind what that must look like. Cool. But tell me about what you learned about when you did the vishing competition and what is vishing? Why do we have to worry about this?
0: So vishing is a uh, uh, kind of a, a portmanteau of two words of voice fishing. Now, we've all had the phishing training where they teach us don't open attachments you're not expecting from people and don't click on links. I think I've heard that about 10,000 times. Uh, we in cybersecurity, we still get those same phishing trainings that everybody else gets. Um, uh, but what we've started to see now is as Technology has gotten better to defend networks, and there aren't as many, you know, easy ways to hack systems as there used to be. People, uh, the attackers are starting to use people as their weak links. Now they always have done that with email, but now we're starting to see things where, uh, starting to see cases where uh, they're actually making phone calls into companies in order to get information, and that's kind of a scary escalation. I'm curious if in any of your phishing trains that uh, that. You guys were talking about. Have you been told about fishing or voice fishing yet?
2: No, yeah, not yet. no, heard no. This it. is
0: brand new. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, so there's there were two incidents this year that uh, gained a lot of headlines: the um, the hack of uh, uh, MGM uh, in Las Vegas, as well as Caesars, both happening in the fall. I'll also note it was about three or four weeks after the hacker convention was there. I'm not saying, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, both of those cases. Uh, involved somebody making a phone call to the company and impersonating an employee in order to get access to their uh, password reset system. Um, And specifically, they were looking to get access to their multi-factor authentication, that little app that we all have to put in the six-digit code to get into our email. That was the hacker's goal. So once they can get uh, access to that multi-factor authentication, they can get access to a lot more within the network. Because once you're in and you have that multi-factor authentication, you're often trusted. As this must be the right user if they have that code, right? And you, so, I'm sorry,
3: Eric, please no, continue because I'm I'm fascinated by this. I love that you you won the the prize. You won the donut for figuring this out. But it's not just a hacker who can figure this out. It's anybody, right?
0: No, that's that's right. I mean, really, I mean, social engineering by by phone, we. We've watched this on The Simpsons since the '90s, right? When Bart calls up the uh, 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 the bar, goes, hey, I'm uh, I'm looking for a Mr. Hug and Kiss, first name Amanda, and then you know, bartender goes I'm looking for Amanda Hug and Kiss, right? Um, <laughs> and and, and uh, so the the origins of this have gone back years and years and years. I mean, um, but now we're we then saw it being used, for example, uh, in the 2010s. To be used as, as scams, especially with old people, when they'd call up people at home and try to get them to give up you know, passwords and other information so that they could get into bank accounts. Now we're seeing the evolution moving to business, and that's kind of a scary thing because uh, we haven't done a great job yet in preparing people for, hey, this, this, the scam phone calls come into work the same way it was at home. Um, And so I think 2024, we're going to see more of that. I myself doing investigations in cybersecurity, I've already had my first vision case. um, And that was kind of a surprise. So, uh, yeah, I really think uh, that's uh, uh, an area of awareness um, for 2024 in cybersecurity. I think we're going to hear a lot more about it coming up soon.
1: And to be Suspicious if people are asking you specifically about your work because I won't tell you I'm an easy mark, Eric, but I will tell you that I'm eager to please and I don't want to, you know, be that person who's a speed bump at work, but, you know, you don't want to get in trouble with it. So if there's anything you can get in trouble with your IT department, always be cautious and put that person on hold and find the right person. So, Eric Drager, cybersecurity expert, thank you for all of your great information today about how to keep ourselves safe and all of your helpfulness with password protection.
0: Thank you for having me. I appreciate it.
3: Thanks, happy Eric. New thanks, Year, thanks, Sarah. Annie! You'll come back again soon year. and scare us some more. <laughs> no, empower absolutely. us
0: absolutely. I'll get more people's passwords. That's
3: Excellent. That's good. <laughs> Thank <laughs> thanks, you, Eric. Annie
1: Schwartz. Love having you on the Public Safety Hour. I uh, look forward to a full year next year. You have one quick shout out. I
3: do have a very quick shout out this weekend. Is the uh, it's it's wedding season? A lot of people do it over New Year's Eve. Uh, Katie Hall, my dear friend, and Jeff Berylman, my favorite country music performer, they're getting married this weekend. And Aww. because I get to be in here, I get a little personal privilege to wish them well. Congratulations, Jeff. Best wishes, Katie, because it's always congratulations to the man and best wishes to the bride. <laughs> a little etiquette for you here just from me. Uh, but uh, congratulations to Katie love Hall and is- Jeff Barrelman.
1: Love is in the air. And if you missed any of this information, it will be podcasted at WTMJ.com. Uh, share it with your friends to keep you cyber safe in 2024.
3: Thank you very much, Annie Schwartz. Thank you for having me on. I love uh, I love our chat this morning. Good information.